0: I, honestly, Emerson will be on this in a okay, second. Okay. If you leave it to us, we will do something <laughs> Look, completely disastrous. We'll, oh. We will, we will have deleted everything you—not <laughs> only this interview, but every interview you have ever done—will be deleted for eternity. It will, <laughs> <be> <laughs> eternity. It will not. We, uh, we are video. capable of doing a huge amount. Of, here comes Emerson. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the moving around.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, there <laughs> they are. Great.
0: All Bye. right.
2: Go back.
1: Perfect. Okay. I never knew a computer could run out of space. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast, Nikki and Pippa. I am so, so, so excited that y'all are here. Honestly, um, you know, I've done a lot of interviews, but I was like giddy about this one. I was like nervous and giddy because I just love y'all so much. So welcome to, to the Whoa, That's Good podcast. Yeah.
0: We are so thrilled to be with you.
1: Well, so, it's absolutely wonderful to be with you. I'm so excited. So for those who don't know who y'all are, y'all are over in London, right? England. And London, England. I ha- I got to meet y'all in a really unique, special way. So I'll kind of connect the dots for people who don't know how we met. Um, it was actually really crazy because y'all are a part of starting the Alpha, whole th- the alpha thing and I went to the alpha conference, but the reality is I just signed up to go to the conference. I was just like going to attend with my friends because I heard that it was amazing. My mom and dad actually went the previous year and called me and she said, Sadie, we are moving to London. We are joining HTB. We are starting this alpha thing with like, she was so excited. And I was like, well, that's a big leap, but I'll start by just going uh, and seeing the alpha conference. And so in the meantime, y'all reached out and asked if I would do a Q&A and I was like wow that is so you know amazing and I just felt really humbled that y'all would want to interview me and really thankful. Well when we get on the phone and we start talking as you're telling me what we're going to be doing I'm like wait a second I think I had a dream that was exactly like this and it was just so cool because fast like flashback to six months before, I had a dream that I would be speaking on the same night as Mike Todd at an event, and that it would be a global event, and um, that you know that song "Set a Fire" would be just kind of the anthem of what we would be doing. That we would be wanting to set a fire in the different countries that we were speaking to. It's a very prophetic dream because fast forward six months later, and I'm talking to y'all, not knowing I'm gonna speak at Alpha. You're like, Pippa said, "This night is gonna be set on fire because it's gonna be you and Michael Todd, and it's a global leadership. And there's gonna be people all over the world." And I'm like wait, I totally have had this dream. And so we get to meet really in such a God encounter way. And that just set up our relationship to be so special. I spent some time with y'all in London and then was supposed to, a Christian, spend all summer this past summer in London with you all, but the pandemic kind of kind of ruined those plans a little bit. But God had different plans. Obviously, we didn't know we would be expecting a baby and all the different things. And so, for for those of you who didn't know Nikki and Pippa, that's how we met. Um, but actually, the funny thing is. As I talk to people, I'll say, you know, one of my favorite leaders is Nikki Gumbel and Pippa, and people say, oh, who is that? And as soon as I say Bible in one year, everybody's like, oh my goodness, we love them, because so many of my friends listen to the Bible in one year. So I'm excited to hear from you all, as I know many are. But we'll start with the opening question of my podcast. What is the best piece of advice that you two have ever been given? I was very struck by somebody called Cardinal Tagli, who is the cardinal
2: in charge of the Philippines um, Church, uh, all those millions of people there. He said to us, "Um, I take myself. I don't. I I, I don't take (laughs) myself seriously but I take Jesus seriously. Oh, that's good. And that has always struck me that I've worried so much about what people think, what I'm doing, what I don't do. But he said, don't take yourself seriously. Mm. Laugh at yourself, make mistakes, yeah. do things
1: wrong, but take Jesus, seriously. I love that. That's so good. I feel like, you know, people always ask me, for people who watch our TV show, about Uncle Psy, si, because if you've ever seen our show, my uncle is like crazy. And people have said, what What have you learned from your uncle? And I always say, well, he doesn't take himself so seriously, yeah. but he is so serious about his faith. So I love that that is a piece of advice that stuck with you. And I, I hope to do the same, live my life the same, that I don't take myself too seriously. I can laugh at myself, but at the same time time like Jesus is a very serious thing. I love that. That's so great. Nikki. what about you?
0: So I heard this uh, pastor, a very old man. Uh, he's, he's no longer alive, but um, he was just a wonderful man. And I heard him give this talk where he said, God loves you hmm. unconditionally, wholeheartedly, and continuously. Hmm. And after the talk, he came up to me and he said, do you believe that God approves of you and I said well actually I struggle with that because hmm. I know things that you know everybody else doesn't know and I find it difficult to believe that God really loves me and he said to me God wants you to know that he approves of you
3: wow
0: he loves you wholeheartedly continually uh, and totally and I found that one of the hardest things, most important things to know in life is that you are loved Mm. and you're loved totally, continuously, wholeheartedly. And uh, so that was a very profound and to know that God approves of you.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. I love that. And I I just love that you shared that because I feel like people already listening struggle to believe that about themselves, you know, struggle to believe that they're loved and that they're approved and that they're um, a part of a good creation, you know? And so I think that already people listening to this podcast can take that word and know that they're loved and know that they're approved. And that's something that shapes your whole life. Um, So I got to say. You two really are some of Christian and I's favorite people. And I know we don't even know y'all super well, but we just look up to y'all so much from afar. And we're not the only ones. We were talking to uh, Louie and Shelly Giglio one day, about y'all and Nick, uh, Louis said Nikki is one of my favorite leaders to look up to because of his humility, and mm-hmm. you're both of you your humility and what you've done and how you've led is so beautiful. Um, but also not just leaders in the church, honestly, y'all are like our relationship goals. Like a lot of people here, you know, have like celebrities that are like their relationship goals, but Nikki and Pifikumbo are our relationship goals. So tell us back up way 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 back how did y'all first meet and how did y'all start y'all's relationship
2: (laughs) well that was before we were we were christians oh well Um, yes we're back at about age 17 18 and i wanted to get into a nightclub and you had to be a (laughs) member and someone gave me Nicky's telephone number. I'd never met him. And I rang him up and
1: asked him whether he'd get me into this nightclub. And that's how we <laughs> That is amazing. So y'all have come a long way.
2: A lot has changed.
1: Okay, so y'all weren't Christians, but now obviously I've, I've hyped y'all up to be these incredible church leaders. So when did y'all become Christians? How did y'all meet Jesus?
0: Well, I, I encountered Jesus through reading the New Testament. I I was an atheist. Um, I'd sort of written essays proving that God didn't exist. And my two closest friends told me that they had become Christians. And I was so horrified that I wanted to help them. Um, (laughs) And um, uh, so I decided to read the New Testament. And as I read the New Testament, it was as if the person I was reading about in the New Testament, Jesus, emerged from the pages Mm. and I encountered him. Wow. And that was a life-changing moment. I discovered that Jesus, Jesus said, I came that you might have life and life in all its fullness. And since that time, that's what I discovered.
1: Wow, that's so powerful. So I uh, heard you tell your story one time and how when your friends started becoming Christians, you were like so worried about them and you said they were such wonderful people. I didn't know what yeah. happened to them. And so you yeah. had this like view of Christianity as such a, like a negative thing. Why? Where no. did that come from that you had this uh, negative view of Christianity and who Christians are?
0: I think I think it was... Um maybe just a, a view of church. I, you know, mm. I'd been into, I'd found my impression of church was that it was boring. I'd been to services that were very dull. I thought it was boring. I thought it was irrelevant to my life. How could someone who lived 2000 years ago, 2000 miles away, be relevant to my life? Mm. And I thought it was untrue. I didn't think there was any intellectual basis for Christianity. Mm. And I, I couldn't have been more wrong. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life.
1: Come on. That is awesome. Whoa, or just text woe to five hundred five hundred that's audible a u d I b l dot com slash woe or text woe to five hundred five hundred to try audible for free for thirty days. And penny with a three-year-old, yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. Every Summer Adventure Series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high-quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you, so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or weekly for six weeks, depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great, or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get twenty percent off. Your your summer adventure series at KiwiCo.com slash Sadie Rob Summer. That's 20% off your summer adventure at KiwiCo, K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash Sadie Rob Summer. So Pippa, what about you? You went from getting to a nightclub to uh, helping lead a church. So (laughs) where did you encounter Jesus? Well, I think I sort of had had
2: a nominal Christian upbringing, you know, that we certainly wouldn't have called ourselves not Christians, but we never talked about God. We didn't have a Bible in the house. We didn't pray together. So I, I sort of liken it slightly to saying I I know the Queen, but I've never met the Queen. I think that mm-hmm. was a slightly Sounds a bit good. like I felt of God, God, Jesus. I knew of him, but I'd never met him. I'd never encountered him. I didn't have have a relationship with him and I had no concept that I could know him mm. and yes I met Nicky and he that, then and he was very zealous after he became a Christian after so when I re-saw him he was running around with tracks in his bo- pocket trying to convert <laughs> everybody and I was ah <laughs> you know, you get me away from this man um I think he's gone crazy um and so t- totally separately I met these other young people who'd arrived in London who were christians who wanted to talk about their their faith and i was captivated by them Mm. because they were genuine they were real they loved me for who i was not anything that i could give them and as they talked to me they opened the bible one day with me and read from john verse um, chapter 10 verse 10 Mm. uh, that jesus says i came that you might have life and life to all its fullness and I thought yes that's what I want I have a life and it's great you know it's fine it's great but I'm missing something I want this fullness of life Hmm. and um, I went back that
1: day knelt down and asked Jesus into my life. Wow that's incredible so I hear you both talking about this life and life abundantly, life and life to the full. And you all both had an experience living life without Jesus, and you've had an experience in the majority of your life, living life with Jesus. Can you tell an obvious difference of the fullness of life from where you were and where you're at now? Like that promise that initially sparked you all to get into faith, has that carried through for you all in your life? Okay. Well, I
0: think, I think the difference for me is like before... I was always looking for the next thing.
1: Mm.
0: I was never really satisfied. Yeah. I thought I was at the time. I wasn't going around thinking I'm not satisfied. No, I was. I was. You know, I was in my first year at Cambridge University. I had loads, loads of friends. I was having fun. I was at parties every night. I was at this nightclub every night. <laughs> um, I was like, that was my life, and I thought it was great. But there was always. I was always looking for the next thing. Right. And. Um, uh, it was like there was something missing mm. and it was only when i encountered jesus that i realized there was something missing i was like i had a spiritual hunger mm. and that spiritual hunger was satisfied jesus said i'm the bread of life mm. and it's like you know in the morning i'm hungry for breakfast but there's also a spiritual hunger right i'm hungry for for a relationship with god well, we're created for a relationship with god it's like until we find that relationship there'll always be something missing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I discovered, that it it really is true that in that relationship, you find the purpose of your life. I think everyone's looking for purpose. Everyone's looking for love and everyone's looking to belong. Mm -hmm. And in Jesus, I found all those things, a purpose through a relationship with God, through Jesus. I found love, found that I I was loved. Mm -hmm. um, And I found a belonging. I, I found this community of people that... I had loads of friends, but the relationships yep. that I've had since with like people who are also sons and daughters of God, followers of Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, it's a different kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. It's a closeness of relationship.
1: That's amazing. That's- and I I
2: think for me, it's sort of, again, I thought I had a great life in a way because I had sort of, but it was so, looking back, it was so superficial. Right. And I think it, Jesus hadn't found me and rescued me, I don't know where I'd have ended up. I think I was so into just going along with the flow of things. I could have gone in any direction. Right. And I didn't realise that actually that God has a plan for our lives. Mm -hmm. We're not just wandering around aimlessly trying to have the most fun we can have or Mm -hmm. do whatever we want just to please ourselves, but actually that God has a plan and a purpose for my life. Has given me direction. I'm not saying I haven't wandered from the plan or yeah. or struggled at different times, but I've known that there is a, a plan and a purpose for my life that Jesus has mapped out and has gone before me and I want to follow that plan.
1: That's amazing. I love that. It's so cool because one of my favorite verses is that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and that no yeah. one gets to the Father except through me. And y'all mentioned that several times. And I think why I've loved that so much is because not just this generation, but just all, everybody living right now, we're looking for a way. We're looking for direction. We don't want to think that we're just walking around aimlessly doing stuff for no reason, for no purpose. A a lot Mm -hmm. of times this generation also is so loose with what truth is and we're so confused by that. And then what is life for? And Jesus just simply says, I am the way. I am the Mm -hmm. truth. I am the life. And if you want to get to the Father who is love, you come through me. And so Mm -hmm. in that, it, it literally answers like everything that we're looking for, everything that we're searching for. And it's so cool to hear your stories because YouTube, are people that Christian and I and several others look up to so much, and I know that y'all went through that journey of struggle and went through the journey of, you know, turning away from God, thinking this has no relevance to me, thinking, how is this man 2000 years ago any relevance to me, to now finding the way, finding the truth, finding life is so inspiring and so encouraging. Um, Nikki, I know that you come from a family of lawyers. You yourself studied that for years and were a lawyer for years. Um, And then also in your Alpha course, you talk a lot about evidence, evidence about Jesus, evidence that God is real. So what does evidence mean for you in your life of faith, you know, since you have that law background and, and you crave that evidence?
0: Yeah, I mean, sometimes people talk about Christianity being a blind leap of faith. I don't believe it is. I think it's a reasonable step of faith. Hmm. I liken it to uh, a jury trial having to return a verdict. They hear the evidence, but they weren't there. They have to take a step of faith to return right. their verdict. And I think it's the same. Uh, you, you, you can't prove Christianity is true. It's not like two plus two equals four. That's like a mathematical proof. You can't prove it scientifically. But there is good historical evidence on which you can put your faith. And faith is much more like love. You know, you can't prove love. If you say, how how can you does Pippa love you? Uh, well, I, I believe she does. Can you prove <laughs> it? I can't prove it to you. Uh, but I very think, nice to you. But I think there's I think there's lots of good evidence that she does. But I can't prove it. I can't there's no sort of mathematical scientific proof that she does. But I but I believe it. And I think faith is very much like that. There's good evidence that Jesus uh, existed, he lived, he died, and he was raised from the dead. There's good evidence for the resurrection. But at the end of the day, that's historical evidence. It's like the kind of evidence that a jury would hear. Mm. And then you have to put your faith and you have to take a step of faith. But when you take that step of faith, then you have an experience of that relationship. Mm. So that confirms that, um, uh, you know, there's, there was a great, one of the great theologians of the church, St. Augustine said that um, uh, that that we don't, it, People think that you you put your faith because you've seen. You need to see in order to 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 believe. Mm-hmm. But he said it's the opposite. You believe in order that you might see.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's actually when you put your faith in Jesus. That was my experience.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The moment I put my faith in Jesus, I knew it was true.
1: That's amazing.
0: Because of the experience. And I think the same is true. It's it's you take have to take a step of faith, and when you mm-hmm. take that step, then you see. Wow! And you can't. So so um, uh, that's the way around. People often say, you know, I, I um, uh, another theologian said said it's not it's not that I understand in order to believe, I believe in order to understand. Wow! And you can never fully understand this world until you put your faith in Jesus. Mm. And when you put your faith in Jesus, it's like your eyes are open to understand that this world is created by God, that there is a God Mm. and that that Jesus is the son of God and that the Holy spirit comes to live within you. And he opens your eyes to see and to understand.
1: Wow. That's amazing. You know, it's so cool that you shared that because this morning I was like praying for this conversation and just God, what do you want us to talk about? What do you want us? Uh, where, where do you want us to get? And I was thinking about how cool it is that you know, because honestly, before I do any interview, I study. Because actually, Nikki, you gave me this advice. You said to be a good interviewer, ask questions you already know the answer to. And so I make <laughs> sure I make sure I really study who I'm about to talk to and and. I mean, I was like on a roll yesterday. I was listening to all your alpha talks and <laughs> I'm actually on day 40 of Bible in a year. So I've really been keeping up with you guys. And um, I was thinking about just how much you have done in, in ministry and how much you've started and everything. But I was thinking back to whenever you were an atheist and how it, it was just so crazy to me to think that, okay, so if y'all had stayed with that path then maybe you wouldn't have seen God do all the things that you have. But because you took a chance to believe, you've seen God time and time and time again to bring confidence to the evidence that God is real for you. And so now, like, you couldn't say, no, God isn't real because of all the evidence that he's done. Even whenever I called y'all and when y'all called me and were interviewing me and I told you about the dream and y'all both got out your pens and your paper and you're writing it down, it's evidence. It's like, wow, God, you're showing up, you're doing something. And so that just... Just proves that thing that you know a lot of times you do have to believe before you see. But when you yeah. start to believe, the awe and wonder you will walk in, seeing the amazing yeah. glimpses of God in the the day-to-day things, the big moments, the quiet moments during a pandemic, during the years that the church is driving, all the different ways. And so that's super cool that you brought that up. Um, Pippa I want to talk to you about I know uh, I just found this out that you got lung cancer this past year and first off I was so crushed and I was so sorry that you've been going through that and you've been dealing with sickness Um, and I watched the interview y'all did about having faith over fear in those times and I think that that's such an important message right now because not everybody's dealing with the face and the fear of cancer but people are dealing with the fear of this virus. People are dealing with the fear of their parents getting it, their grandparents who've gotten it. And there's a lot of fear right now. And beyond even this year, there's fears that spark up in our everyday life. And so what have you learned this year battling this about having faith over fear?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was back in, um, uh, when did November, I have, it was November 2009. um 19 that I had it so just over a year ago Mm -hmm. that I had all the surgery I'm so glad I had it that year and not this year in in COVID with all the lockdowns and I was you know I was I was blessed that they found it early but anything like that hospital appointments scans and uh, you know endless sort of tests and seeing people is scary I think it's scary for us all all when you face those things and I suppose you know the dangers we're frightened of death and of course, death is a, a very difficult thing. We don't talk about it very much today. It's it's not something that, that people talk about. In the early church, they were, you know, as Paul said, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Mm-hmm. You know, that actually they had their eyes set on heaven and the resurrection much more than I think we all do now. And I know I I do too. I hold on to life. I want to do this. I want to be here and all the rest, rather than thinking when I get there, that's going to be the best. That's mm-hmm. going to be far more than we can ever ask mm-hmm. or imagine that it's going to be so beautiful in heaven seeing and being with everybody so I you know I think we battle with our human sort of failings and Mm -hmm. fears are a very real thing but I think it is you know I'm so glad for the Christian community because they prayed yeah and when they pray it makes a difference and I would naturally have been very fearful but I you know I have to say going in for the operation and everything, that because people prayed, I actually felt peaceful. Someone had left a little present on my doorstep who'd come overnight and it was there in the morning. You Mm -hmm. know, it's very touched by people in the church that were praying. And I actually did sleep the night before, fine before it really. And in a sort of way went into it feeling um, that the Lord was with me. Now um, I can't say I enjoyed the next few weeks very much, and it it was tough. You it know. was
0: very tough. It
2: was t- it? it was tough. It's not it's not fun.
1: But
0: I slept on two chairs. I set up two chairs <laughs> by her bed, Aww. and I slept eleven nights wow. on these two chairs. Um, and um, uh, <laughs> I went, really I, went so night, and I went home one night, and I went home one night, and I. I decided after that one night, I would much rather be uncomfortable with her than comfortable without her. Oh,
1: that's so
2: sweet. I love so I, that. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, he was amazing. He stayed with me. The doctors and nurses were amazing. And, thank you know, I'm so thankful for modern medicine, what they can do. I'm thankful even now that they're working on, you know, cures and vaccines for, for pandemics. You know, I, modern medicine has saved my life. Wow. Um, and it saved Nikki's life, you know, many t- you know many times over. So, but I think it is a choice about f- faith over fear because mm. fear lurks, it sort of skirts around. Someone described it as a bit like sitting at a table and you can have love and joy and happen all those things sitting at the table. But fear comes to the table mm. and it can't sit down unless you let one of those things go, like wow. faith or hope. or joy or peace go, but he lurks around trying to come and sit Mm -hmm. down. And you have a choice. You can either let him in or you can rebuke him and tell him to go running. That Jesus, (laughs) you know, has the victory. That's so good. But it is a choice all the time for that. But I think prayer is supernatural. He can do an amazing thing that we can't do over that. But thank you for your concern.
1: And I'm doing really well now thank you i'm so glad that i love how you just put that the table i i've never thought about it like that or heard that said but that's so true something has to go for fear to come in and i've seen that time and time again i'll let joy go for fear to come sit. And I'm like, wait, I don't I don't want this. I don't need this, like bring joy back. But you have to be serious yeah. about it. It has to be a choice. Well, I love what yeah. you said, uh, Nikki, about sitting with Pippa for 11 nights and how you'd rather be uncomfortable with her than comfortable without her. Because it leads me to my next question about how y'all did the Bible and one-year commentary together. And I have to say, I love listening to it on the Bible app. Like I listen to it every time because y'all's voices are so sweet. And I love when she says Pippa adds, and then Pippa <laughs> adds a little thing at the end, and it's always just so sweet. But what was the importance, y'all, that y'all did that together, and and why did y'all want to do tackle the Bible in a year commentary together?
0: Well, uh, ever since I encountered Jesus, which is quite a long time ago, every day, pretty much, um, I've I've wanted. All relationships thrive on communication. Hmm. You know, that's the key to every every human relationship is communication. And it's the same with your relationship with God. Uh, And uh, it's more important that God speaks to you than that you speak to God.
1: Hmm. And the main
0: way that God speaks to you is through the Bible. Wow. So God originally spoke to me through reading the Bible. That's how I encountered Jesus. So every day since then, I want to keep that communication up. I want to keep that relationship up. So, uh, and about... 30 years ago, I was given the Bible in one year, which is like a psalm, bit of New Testament, bit of Old Testament. And I started reading it. And I, and I have done ever since. I mean, every day for the last 30 years. Uh, and about t- 13 years ago, I think it was, maybe 12 or 13 years ago, someone who'd done Alpha said, could you help me? I'm trying to read the Bible and I can't find any way to, to, to get into it. I'm finding it really difficult. So I said, well, I'll do some notes each day from the Bible in one year. Um, and so we, I, I just did some notes for him, really, wow. and for the rest of the congregation. And I did it on January the 1st. And Pippa wrote something as well. And someone suggested, let's call <laughs> my, that.
2: My bit, uh, uh, it was a sort of joke at first, because Nicky was spending hours of, you know, going through commentaries and all these serious things. And so I was, shall I just add a bit? To it? So it was a sort of joke. Um, and I don't know, somehow it's all sort of stuck and come together.
0: But if I was given a dollar <laughs> for all the people who say to me, I don't really read your bit. I just skip your bit. I go straight down to the Pippa ads. <laughs> I would be a rich man. The um,
1: Pippa ads is so great. I love it's it. It's
0: always the best bit. Everyone says it's the best bit. It makes us laugh. It's, it's so real, it's so human. It's my favorite bit, definitely.
1: It is so funny because yours is so deep and so great and so put together. And then I love it. It's like, let me just add a very real note real fast about life. It's so great. I love it. Oh, man, it's so good. So you kind of might have answered this in that because of how much you read. Um, but one of my questions for you personally, because, you know, I preach a lot of different sermons and I study a lot for them. Whenever I watch a sermon you've done, I love it because one it's filled with like stories of your life you and Pippa's life it's really fun but it's also so deep you have so many quotes from people so when you're about to go into a message how do you study for a message
0: well I no, I'm saying, I think you're, an, you are such an you're anointed preacher. You are just, you're an amazing communicator and it definitely wouldn't be for me to tell you anything. I'm quite <laughs> the reverse. I could learn from you. You're, I think you're a phenomenal Thank communicator. You. And as you know, and I, I was, yeah. I'm still hoping you'll come back to the UK yes, and we want you back. And, We um, do too. I, we, need you.
1: we actually <laughs> said, we're like hoping to come back and we were like, this would be great if our little girl learns to talk there. So she'll talk like y'all. <laughs> so, <laughs> We're just gonna let her hang out with Pippa all day long, so she'll talk like Pippa.
0: <laughs> we would love that. We oh, would love that. So I wonderful. mean, I, I, the thing, what I, I, always say to to the to the young guys, uh, by guys, I mean men and women here who are preaching, five five things. First of all, think yourself empty. In other words, everything you can think about that subject, write down. Hmm. You don't have to do these. You don't have to do it in this order, but think yourself empty. Read yourself full, read around the subject. I mean, how amazing that, how much research you did for this conversation. I really take my hat off to you. Salute Mm -hmm. you for that. That is so, it's so obvious you've done that. And that's hard work. Read yourself full, write yourself clear when you're starting to speak, you know, writing makes you clear. Write yourself clear. Maybe
2: on a computer, not necessarily. Yeah, Yeah. that'd be a little easier. (laughs) Endless notes. Pray yourself
0: hot, pray yourself hot. And set yourself free. Wow. So at the end of the day, you just, just go for it. But those, those are the five things I think every talk should. Uh, every, every, that's, that would be my tip for, for if you're preparing at all.
1: That is so good. I'll say that's brilliant, as y'all would say. Um, that, that, <laughs> whenever I was there, I remember telling you, I said, I want to start saying things like you say, like brilliant. And then, Pippa, you're so sweet. You said, but you say really cool things too, like awesome. And I was like, it's not as cool. <laughs> but no, I love that. That's so good. I am definitely going to take that advice. And I know so many people are because people ask me that a lot, how do you study? And I, I've not given anybody a clear answer because I'm all over the place. But when I think about it, it all does fall under those five categories. It's not that I can say do this, do this, do this, but just read, 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 study, 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 pray, pray, pray all the things that you just said. So that's so cool. Well, I have one more final question for y'all. And it kind of goes back to what I said at the beginning. It, You know, I'll say to people um, when people ask me, who do I look up to or who's somebody's impact in my life? I oftentimes say the two of you, because of what that time in London really taught me and Christian about the church, about ministry, just watching you two um, up close for just even a few days. And again, people will say, well, who is that? And then I say the alpha course and everybody's like, oh, or I'll say the Bible in one year and everybody's like, oh, or I'll say, you know, you've written several bestseller books and they're like, oh, okay, cool. And I thought that that was so cool that people, you know, know these resources, but sometimes don't always know your name. And mm. I want to live a life like that. You know, I want people to, you know, know the things I've done for Jesus and it doesn't really matter what my name is, you know? And so mm. how do you build something that's bigger than yourself or start something that's bigger than your name?
2: Gosh, I don't know, Sadie, we've just done whatever we've been in front of us to do. I think we never set out. We run a local church and that's been amazing. And then when Alpha started, uh, we started this course for non-Christians in our church and we never planned it to be for anything other than in our church here. Wow. Um, But as it grew, um, then people started asking us, how to run it? So we thought, oh, we, well, maybe we should do a conference, and then um, then we sort of opened up to do a conference, and a thousand some church leaders turn up, and we thought, oh, <laughs> there are lots of people who are interested in this, you know, and and then we found being in London, two people come here, and then they go back to Kenya or they go back to America or they go back to Australia, and suddenly it's it's all over the place, mm-hmm. and I, it felt as though the Holy Spirit has sort of run ahead of us. It's not that so much that we've set out to do all this but the Mm. holy spirit has just done these things and we've tried to run and catch up and and try not to get in the way but try and do what we believe that that god is leading us to do or leading the church to do
1: it's Mm. amazing i think that's so good because i think a lot of people when they start something they you know sometimes get ahead of the holy spirit and say well i'm going to do this and it's going to be global and it's going to be amazing and everybody's going to love it but whenever what y'all were doing was a respond to what you saw the church needed it was a respond to something that you two needed when y'all were, you know, trying Mm -hmm. to find Jesus. And, And you answered that response in your heart. And because it was needed and it was a tool for the church to use, it exploded. And people have found so much, you know, honestly, life through it because they found Jesus. And so for those of you who are listening that have never heard of the Alpha Course, I highly recommend it. Last night, as I was watching the video through Alpha, I couldn't stop. Like, I woke up this morning watching more. I was like, because I was learning so much. And I've been in church my whole life. But this really is different than just a church sermon. It's for the person who doesn't believe. It's for the person who Mm -hmm. doesn't, you know, doesn't necessarily want to go into a church yet. Like, it's for you. And also, if, if you are a Christian, if you're plugged into church and you're trying to maintain that relationship with God, they also have the Bible and one year commentary. It's on the Bible app. You can also buy the hard copy. They have so many resources they put out. Nikki's written several books. And so I just couldn't shout out more of the things that y'all are doing. I think y'all are such humble, incredible leaders. And Christian and I are thankful for your leadership and just thankful for how y'all have believed in me and us and all the things. So thank y'all for taken time to just pour out some of your wisdom on this podcast, and I hope this is just the start for people to learn from you guys.
2: Oh,
0: oh Sadie! Sad. Well, we absolutely love and admire you and your family,
2: your whole family. Amazing, absolutely yes. amazing examples,
0: and mm-hmm. the influence that you are having is is so impressive. Mm-hmm. And you're using it in such a humble, godly way, and mm-hmm. and you are so anointed. And the way that you speak you preach you speak the gospel you tell you tell mm-hmm. people about Jesus and the mm-hmm. holy spirit has anointed you to preach good news uh, particularly to this generation which is why we would love you to come back to england yes. i think you will have a huge uh, impact on the young people in this country yes. and we really need they really need to hear good good role models yes. of of faith and you and christian are such good role models Aww. to people to learn from so thank you for all you're doing and we really we really honor you for what you're doing
1: Thank you so much. That means so much to me. And trust me, just because we're having a baby does not mean that changed our plans. We still want to come to London and we would love to pour into people there and vice versa. So hope to see you guys soon and sooner than later for sure. But we love you guys. Thank you all again. God God
0: bless. Much love.
1: Thank you. hi hey is this emma yep hey this is sadie and christian how you doing i'm good how are you guys fantastic. doing good christian's fantastic um <laughs> good we're doing great yeah so what's your question that you sent in um, my question was what to look for that makes someone marriage material Ooh, Ooh i a, like that that's a
3: loaded question are
1: you are you currently <laughs> single or dating Yes, I'm single right now. I just got out of a long relationship. Oh, wow. Um, Well, sorry to hear that. But hey, I always say breakups get you where you're going. They're necessary. They're hard, but they're necessary. (laughs) That is true. Um, And, you know, this is the perfect time now that you're single to just get in that state of like asking yourself, what is marriage material? What am I looking for and going in with intention? But babe, do you want to start it off?
3: Yeah, that's good. Um, And Emma, yeah, such a great question. I think... For me the, the the two things that i think of first one is consistency um i think that if you can find someone who's consistent with um the way they treat you the way that they treat their friends the way that they are with their parents and the way that they are just all around with consistency because you know you could date somebody for six months and then they can be an amazing person for six months and then after that they're not the person that they were when you first started dating. So I think over time, just look for those consistent qualities. And I also think someone who um, has integrity and who lives Mm -hmm. with conviction and who, um, you know, is always in for your best interests and wouldn't, um, you know, would fear the Lord before they feared what what, um, the other person would think of them. So for me, I think consistency, that person who's always going to be there for you, and integrity, knowing that you can trust them and not— you know, feel like you have to wonder or stress about what they're doing or what they're watching or um, all those things. Huge,
1: That's so good, babe, because used to, you know, I would date guys and I'd be so worried about, like, who they're following, what they're looking at, and I would like, step in and try to control that. It's like, hey, I see you're following this person. Can you unfollow them? Like I had to say all that stuff. And and they would. But it's like, you want somebody that's like, you don't have to say that. It's like, they're just doing that because of their own integrity, because of their own relationship with the Lord. And, like, they're not just changing because of you. They're, they've already been changed because of Jesus. And so with so. Christian, like, I didn't have to say, like, can you do this, can you do this, can you do this? Like, because... I, I could just gladly welcome him to be who he is and who he's called to be. Um, and I could be in relationship with that because it aligned with, you know, my relationship with the Lord. It didn't take away from my relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say is just somebody pursuing God, somebody who's that's been good. pursuing God um, and then can also pursue you out of that pursuit. I, I think pursuit is something that is so important And I think it should be something that never dies. I think, oh, sorry. We have this giant fly flying. This is marriage
3: material. Literally,
1: yeah. (laughs) Marriage materials. Wow. Someone who can kill a fly with their hand. That just, I know you can't see us. Awesome. But Christian just killed a fly with his hands. (laughs) Wow. Danielson. (laughs) Emma, sorry. <laughs> I just need some chopsticks. Okay, put the fly away. I'm finishing this. This is good that advice. That really cool. Uh, someone who can kill a fly, so, Emma. Someone who can kill a fly. <laughs> yeah, you want a man. Um, but yeah, someone who's pursuing the Lord. And then lastly, I would say, which... Obviously, these are just a few things. There's so many things. I think more than making, like, a checklist, you know, you, you need to, like, actually think about the heart of the person that you're going to be with um, and sure. just the qualities that you're going to see in them. But one thing I would say is just intentionality. It's kind of funny because my dad always makes fun of Christian for how much he says the word intentional. Is that why he
3: says it? Is is he making fun of me for that? You didn't know that? I kind of knew, that. I know that was like the root of the word. That was that is why. Why? Because
1: Christian always says like, "Let's just be intentional," or "Trying to be intentional," or the intentionality. Like he says that all the time. But Christian says that because that's how he is. He's so intentional with his words, with how he listens, with how he um, steps into moments um, who he calls, when he calls them. And I think intentionality is a really huge quality Mm -hmm. to look for in someone because they're going to be intentional with you and your time and your heart. Um, and so, you know, that, that's really important. And I think one thing to look at whenever you start dating someone is maybe like a month or two months in, like, just take a self-evaluation of like, am I a better person and closer to the Lord because of this person or am I a less version of myself and further away? Um, and if you're better and if you're pursuing God harder, then I would say, hey, that's that's marriage material right there um so I know you just got out of relationship you're single enjoy this time of just you doing those own things in your heart you know become a more intentional person become someone with integrity pursue the Lord now uh, and then whenever you have a guy come into the picture you'll be able to see it clearly because you will have already done it Um, but I hope that encourages you today and Mm -hmm. I look forward to your future story and all the things (laughs) that God's gonna do with your life um because you're in an exciting time. I know singleness can seem like something you dread, but it's actually such a gift. And so enjoy it Mm -hmm. and enjoy uh, what God begins to write with your story. Yeah, thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Well, thanks for sending in your question. And it was great talking to you. Yep, you too. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I can't believe you killed oh, that. That was lying. legit. That was legit. Before
3: we started filming, I said, "What if I killed it on the while we were going?" And I said, now that's marriage return. <laughs> and that <laughs> actually <laughs> happened. <laughs> that, that was is, rehearsed. But it's, I I Really cool. You're so
1: happy right now. So happy. You're so happy right now. Well, thanks for sending in your question. We love getting to look through them and getting to call people who send it in. So keep sending in questions of advice that you need, and we'd be so happy to answer. Um, and that was epic. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye, guys.